0: Welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network.
1: And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together we make the podcast of champions talking all things formerly Pac-12 football. I guess that's how we're going with it. We have a very special guest today if you're watching us live on our YouTube channel. We appreciate that. And you can see on the side of the screen there, we have Jason Shear from Wildcat Authority. We're going to try to talk to different publishers across the 24-7 Sports Network, the former Pac-12 teams about what's been going on. No former Pac-12 team has had more stuff going on in the offseason than Arizona. So he's a little, usually a little understated. You kind of, he's kind of like a wallflower kind of guy, Jason Shear, if you don't know him. So you'll get to know him a little bit here. But Jason, thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, nothing else breaks while I'm uh while I'm on air with you.
0: I would say you know, Jason's very circumspect. He doesn't uh, really get into it on Twitter too much. Like yeah, I would I'm say, just... just kind of a you know, just straight facts, just reporting the news. And it's it's just it's weird that the drama surrounds you. It's
2: just yeah, funny. I'm very I'm very quiet with my opinions. I just
0: yeah. you kind know, of I hold them back, you know. We love it. We do. We do. We do love it. It provides a source of entertainment here in the offseason um, and heading into uh, what is going to be an insanely weird 2024 for all of us who have um, grown used to the rhythms of, uh, of Pac-12 uh, off seasons and then the actual season. And now we're all going our separate ways, but not this podcast. No. This podcast remains. Um, but yeah, we wanted to start talking about all the different teams um, going into the season. Do you need to d- still do preamble stuff, Ryan, or no? Uh,
1: we don't have, we got Jason here. We can, yeah, uh, but
0: we, let's just, he doesn't need to sit here listening to that. We can do that later. Right, right. Whatever. Yeah. It's
1: Email us back at gmail.com, yeah. all that fun stuff. That's great. Uh,
0: but we got to talk about Arizona because Arizona's had um, uh, a, a very bizarre off season. So just the list of things uh, Jed Fish has a great season. Then he bounces uh, after Kalen DeBoard bounces to Alabama. Uh, while he is getting hired away by Washington, athletic director Dave Heakey is hanging out in Pullman waiting for a plane. Uh, then sometime in the period where he hires Brent Brennan, uh, uh, Robin Roberts? Robert? Robbins. Robert Robbins, yeah. Robin, okay. Robert Robin Roberts, Roberts the from, Robin from, Robin from Robbins, CBS Morning Show or whatever. Um, yes. He fires his ass. Uh, because of financial stuff that was released at different points over the last six months, starting with major university budgetary issues, and then there was this audit that targeted some items in the athletic department. All feels like fall guy stuff to me. I don't know for a fact. And then there's all sort of other things. But let's start here. Um, Robert – Robin Roberts. <laughs> Rob- <laughs> I can't even say it right anymore. Bobby Robbins. We're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How is he? How is he dancing through raindrops here and not bearing the brunt of the blame at this point? He made
2: friends with the right people, basically. Okay. Uh, th- that's the only reason. I-, I mean, it was wild. Like, it- it's funny. He did an interview with with the local paper, and he's like, "Well, you know, we kind of messed up. It's we're not in a two hundred and forty million shortfall. It's only hundred and forty million. So even that math was screwed up." by $100 million. And then he backed off, like the the AD, he said that he fired because he wants new leadership going into the Big 12. And, you know, the other day, like prominent businessmen, like some of the biggest businessmen in Tucson basically held a dinner and they let everyone know how much they support Bobby Robbins. I mean, it's just, it's it's nuts. And he's still close, like he's on the edge, but right now it looks like he's staying and they're going to let him kind of try to fix everything
1: that has gone wrong with the university. Yeah, that seems uh it seems kind of crazy, but that's like <laughs> at the high level stuff. Um there's been so much going on under I mean, I guess when you're the the CEO of the company and there's just a ton of turmoil going on below you, at some point it has to kind of bubble up and be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" But there's been a lot. I mean, getting into the I I guess we should start with the fish stuff. We could get into the hiki stuff, but Um, yeah, like the way this went down, there seemed to be a lot of people in Tucson upset that we've seen people leave for jobs. A lot of it seemed to be about the way he left. If that's accurate, what was sort of like the, you know, the, the temperature in, in Tucson when all of that was going down and it seemed like he was going to stay and he ends up leaving and he has like a three minute meeting with the players and all that. Like maybe kind of go through that and let people know sort of what happened there.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things people need to realize is Arizona football hasn't been good enough for someone to want to hire their coach in forever. Right. And so this is like the first time that they're not firing a football coach that another school actually wants their football coach. So Arizona fans didn't really know how to handle it. And I, I think part of it was like Jed Fish was going on like Cowherd and going on Jim Rome like three days before he took the Washington job. Saying that how much he loved Arizona, he's right around the corner from signing a contract, everything looks great. And then he takes the Washington job, goes on record through his agent as saying we weren't even close to signing a contract. And it is like, Well, why'd you go and do the media tours, you know, a week before, not even that? And so I think people were caught off guard. And then he does, like you said, a, a three-minute meeting. He goes in, he says, I'm going to Washington. That's basically the meeting. He taps a few guys on the shoulder to say, I want you to come with me. And then that was it. Someone told me that it felt like the Washington AD was in the car waiting for him. And he just gotta run in really quick and tell the team that he was leaving. But okay. it, it,
0: it, you no, know, go ahead. Borderline, it almost was like that. Didn't the AD come to Tucson to sign yeah. the contract?
2: Yeah, like there's a very real chance that literally is what happened. Like the AD was in the car in the parking lot and said, Jed, go run in and tell them they're, you're leaving. We have a plane to fly. I'm, I'm
0: leaving the engine running, buddy.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the reaction is, I don't think anyone, and also you got to realize, like, Arizona football, as we all know, hasn't been very good. And had Jed stayed, that roster would have stayed together. That team was going to be like, potentially top 10 college playoff, good. And so him leaving that to go to Washington and the way he did it, Arizona fans just went nuts.
0: Let's let's talk shit for a second because um, there's only like 10 Washington fans listening right now. Um, Washington next year has a complete rebuild on its hands. Like their roster is completely screwed. They've got some young guys, but a lot of them entered the transfer portal. They're going to need to bring in a lot. And this is not the right time to be bringing in a lot. So next year is going to be bad. Arizona with so many guys, and we'll get into this, and Humberto Lopez's uh, role in this, but a lot of guys returning, who had, you know, there was initial speculation they might follow Fish to Washington, but a lot of those guys, Noah Fafita, Tedrow, McMillan, uh, Arizona might still be really damn good next year, even with a change of coach, right?
2: Yeah, like they've lost some guys, obviously, but um, you know, the spring portal is going to be insane. And yeah. so it, it's not uh, far-fetched to say that they can replace. Like, them keeping the whole O-line, no one on the offensive line left. They returned everybody. Noah, T-Mac, the whole wide receiving court, except for Cowing, who went to the NFL. They returned all the safeties. Manu on the linebacker. I mean, they, they returned quite a bit. There's a very good chance that if Brennan handles this right with the transfer portal and all that, they're going to be just as good as they were supposed to be with Fish.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy to me. I, I was talking uh, on the USC podcast yesterday with Connor and uh, Connor Morris said, if you look at Alabama, Washington, and Arizona, I mean, you could argue Arizona is in a better place. Now, obviously, Alabama is an amazing program, but as far as like relative to what they're going to do in their conference, I think Arizona, especially if they add some pieces in the in the spring, has a good shot to win the you know the Big Twelve. Where well, I don't know about Alabama, I certainly don't think. Washington's going to. So even after all this going down, it seems like Arizona's still in a pretty good spot here.
2: They released the Big 12 schedule,
1: which is just weird. It's going to be weird for a while, but yeah, we want to talk about that. There's some, you know, at UCF, yeah, you know, like
2: Yeah, but like Arizona doesn't play Kansas, Oklahoma State, or Iowa State in their first year in the Big 12. They miss, you know, some good teams. So, and then Kansas State isn't a conference game for whatever reason. So, their schedule is pretty nice.
0: All right. So Fish leaves uh, for Washington. Um, and then it's – how long did it take to hire Brennan? It was not more than like five days, right? That was like 24 hours. He pretty much yeah. had the job. Yeah, it was very quick. So he had been an assistant uh, in the early 2000s, right, under um, which coach? Dick Tomey. Dick Tomey. Dick Tommy. Yeah. Um, So he'd been an assistant. Um, he was actually a UCLA grad. Uh, been at San Jose State for a while. How quickly did things just, okay, we're going with that guy because, and and what was the, what's your understanding for the reasoning with um, landing on Brennan? And uh, what's the general excitement level or the general like booster engagement level, player engagement level, you know, in the first month or so that he's been there?
2: So he finished second to fish in the last go around. Um, and there were people that wanted him over fish. His brother played here. His wife graduated from here, and he one of his first coaching jobs were from Dick Tomey here. So he has a ton of friends. The Boosters pushed for him heavy. As soon as Fish left, they turned to Brennan. Um, you know, the Arizona had interviewed a few guys that night, the first night that Jed left. Brennan was the first interview. Uh, they interviewed Justin Wilcox, and they interviewed a, a couple other guys. But by, like, Monday afternoon, it, w- it was Brennan. Because the Boosters, that's who the Boosters wanted and, and, you know, it was the type of deal where I know we don't say coaches are going to stay at one spot forever. That probably doesn't exist anymore. But this guy, like he came in knowing the fight song. His wife cried last time when they got passed over for the job. Uh, she knows the AD. She knows, uh, you know, certain people. So it was a situation where it's an easy sell in terms of stability and a, a super nice guy, which is what Arizona needed at the time.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think in this new era where uh, college jobs are, I think, getting a lot less attractive with all the transfer portal hoopla and all that kind of stuff, Um, I I know I have uh, with UCLA hires in the past. I've always denigrated the idea of hiring alums just because they're alums uh, or people with relationships just because they have relationships. But now there actually is real value in that because they're going to be a little bit more committed to that job than, you know, Joe smith or whatever who's uh probably just going to get tired of recruiting at a certain point but if you got somebody somebody who likes usan likes the university has relationships in the university it suddenly makes a lot more sense than it ever did
2: yeah and i mean in in terms of pr like he hires dwayne Aquina to be the defensive coordinator the wide receiver coach is bobby wade you know he's so he's bringing back arizona guys and um it's just like I don't know how he's going to do on the field. You know, I I think he's a good, he's a solid coach. I don't know if he's going to be spectacular, but I know that for what the community needed now with everything and what the AD and their financial position, he was the easy hire. I mean, they signed him for cheap, too. He's making like 3 million a year. So he's making, you know, nothing for a head coach and it's like it, it, it's just it, it was the the easiest hire. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I'm a huge, I I don't like hiring the alum at all uh, because to me, it makes it super difficult to hire, to to fire the guys when you need to, it gets real messy if they have friends and all that. But I think in this case, it, it just makes a lot of sense.
1: And, uh, one of the things we've seen when you're trying to, you the hiring process has happened a lot quicker because everything's going on. Portal windows open, like you can't just leave a job open for a month and, like we're seeing in the NFL, like you just can't do that in college. What is the comp, like getting Brent Brennan in when you did, like how important was that to retention of the players on the roster? And then maybe get into this whole booster, getting, having a beef with Jed Fish and sort of having a vendetta and like over maybe overpaying to keep guys around just so Fish doesn't bring them to Washington. Cause that's a fascinating story.
2: Uh, Yeah. I'll start with that. I thought that was super corny. The, the letter, like, <laughs> Like, I am very rich, and I'm going to let you know how rich I am. But, like, it was – and, look, he's – and, like, Brent Brennan gets hired, and he does the thing where the band shows up, and he's going in the facility, and right there is Humberto Lopez, and Noah Fafita and T-Mac are on the court, and right there is Humberto Lopez. So he he wants to be seen. But, yeah, like, Jed lied to a lot of people on the way out. Like, a lot – like, I, I have a friend that's a, a pretty big booster – And Jed's wife, for instance, said, we have no interest in Washington. We're not even going to talk to him. Uh, We're here at Arizona to stay. And literally an hour later, Jed sat down for the Washington interview. And so it's like, look, you know, just some type of honesty. And I think Humberto, Jed asked for a lot, more than any other football coach or any basketball coach has ever asked Arizona. The amount of money that Jed Fish got, he got everything that he possibly wanted at Arizona. And a lot of it was Humberto. So I think Humberto felt that Jed owed it to him to at least give him a, a heads up. Like there was no contact whatsoever between Jed and really anyone. Um, you know, even like the, the players had no idea until he announced that he took the job, even with bigger players. And so I don't know if I would have handled it like Umberto, but um, it, it's helping Arizona. I mean, he's, he's writing some checks to, to keep guys here and he's not going crazy. Uh, but, you know, he, he's definitely very vocal and, and out there and, you know, you mentioned retention. Like, I I honestly think if they don't make that higher, let's say they wait an extra 72 hours, I don't think Arizona has a roster anymore. I really don't. Wow. I, I think Brennan would have been, that roster would have been decimated.
0: The um, the interesting thing with Fish, um, just from like an outsider perspective, is it, it seems to me like a very stupid decision, like pretty short-sighted, because... Looking again at what could happen next year with both teams um, with Arizona, he has potential to have, I mean, looking at that, that conference, uh, conference winner, potential playoff team. Uh, Washington's not that Washington has more upside as a program. We all acknowledge that, but they don't have that next year. And also he's inheriting Washington at a very weird time where they have to transition to a new power structure That isn't like the Big 12, it's the Big 10, where there are several elite, you know, top five recruiting programs that Washington now has to contend with instead of just a couple. And uh, on top of that, they're doing it at a major monetary disadvantage. And that's not to say that, and I want to get into Arizona's budgetary stuff, just so people have an understanding of what that is. And that's not to say that Arizona doesn't have that. But if Jed Fish stayed in Arizona, coached another season where he had an elite season, Billy Napier is getting fired next year. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to happen next year where he could inherit a much better situation if he just stayed another year. And I think, uh, and this is just my tenor of reading Arizona fans, there's some who are just pissed off that he's leaving. But a lot of them are, this is just stupid, though. Why are you doing it now? Just do it next year, and I think everyone would feel it was justified. Right? Yeah, or, most, m- most people thought
2: he would, like, even Booster said, he's gone after next season. We all know that. Like we are, we have a plan in place. He's going to win next season and he is going to leave. That's going to be Florida, the NFL, or UCLA. That's it. Like that's, that's, and everyone knew it. And, and so we all figured and the boosters, his family, his coaching staff said, we're going to come back next year. We're going to win 10 games, win the big 12. Maybe we'll go to the college football playoff and then we're gone. And so that's why you're right. Like, I think that's what hit hard is like, just give us that one season from a fan's perspective, give us, that one magical season where we know we're good and we're going to be good. And whatever you want to do after that, go for it. You've earned it.
1: Yeah. So, so a lot of crazy stuff we've already talked about. There's And then it's like, oh, by the way, the AD who just hired a head coach <laughs> <laughs> was fired. Like he hired the the new head coach, like you said. And if they waited too long, it would probably, like you said, the roster probably would have been decimated. You get the guy in, everyone likes him, it's gonna work out well. Oh, by the way, AD, you're gone. Like so maybe kind of give some background of, of what's going on there with uh Hiki being out.
2: Fall guy. One hundred percent fall guy. He did, nothing wrong. Uh yeah, are the budget issues not great? Yeah, but the the Arizona A D is in a deficit. I think it's like thirty million. Everyone is in a deficit in their athletic
0: department. It's and, and it's I don't it's know 40. what you're talking about. UCLA is in great financial shape. <laughs> <stable. laughs> They didn't, they didn't have to blow up the entire structure of college football just for a payday or anything.
2: <laughs> and it's like, and then like Rob, someone leaked to like Brett McMurphy that he, he was fired for financial malfeasance was the word. And like yeah. this, and that and it's like the next day they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we got rid of him, but we're paying him this whole contract. And then Robbins does an interview with the local papers, like, no, uh, we just need a new structure for our AD. Dave did a great job. Dave was fine. He, he really was. And, uh, you know, are there certain things he could have been better at? Yeah, but to fire him now and his buyout, he was making like a million a year. So you're not saving money by firing him. And now the situation, from my understanding, it, is they don't have the money to hire a new AD. So they can't <laughs> they can't buy out an AD. Like if I bring up to my to a source, hey, what about this guy? They'll say, well, what's his buyout? And if his buyout's big, can't do it. Well, so there's then- a chance they, they
0: want up just promoting from the inside. So our man, our, our, our uh, Bobby Robbins, Yeah, that's, that's how people get around it, by the way, because they start calling him Bobby because oh, yeah. the Robert Robbins thing is all messed up. <laughs> anyway, Bobby Robbins, uh, he's now going to fulfill his manifest destiny as being his own AD. You know he's always wanted that. You know he wants to be the Jerry Jones of this, uh, of this college football program. He wants to be AD. So now he's created a situation where they literally can't afford one.
2: I think I've said this before. He's literally written up plays and given it to coaches. <laughs> like, he will go, I think he went to fish and was like, hey, try this. And Jeff's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. Like, I've never heard of the school president doing that. But you're That's right. What like you it's say, when it, Yeah, he's, I mean, and it's good for us. Don't get me wrong. Like, sports is really important. But you could tell he felt the heat because he had nothing to do with this football search. He wasn't even at the press conference. They claimed he was sick. I don't know, but he he didn't do the interviews. He was at the forefront of every other coaching. You didn't hear him at all, and and so he's he's on the back burner with all the sports stuff. Uh,
1: Dave is going to request whoever the AD is to have uh you know the a, an alliterative name where you, you know like the Robert Robbins We've got and we've Brent got, Brennan. We've, and, we've
0: got yeah. Robin Roberts, and then we've got Brent Brennan. which <laughs> I've done this before, but he went off on. How this, did his parents Jason. do that? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> just uh anything else um but you've got uh all that so we need like uh carl carlson um like are, are there any ad potentials who have an alliterative name i'm gonna look this like, up okay
2: that's gonna I, be I, a requirement I, on my ad hot board that's gonna be a requirement i think I that should be
1: a separate, separate section yeah <laughs> like we definitely need that
0: uh <laughs> so yeah a um, little yeah
1: well that's all the crazy stuff going on then and i I don't know if there's more we can talk more about i want to get
0: into the money stuff because i want everyone to understand why that's what happened okay do the money and then we'll
1: do the the big 12 schedule that just came out okay so So.
0: your understanding of uh university of arizona broadly uh, or this is my understanding has a money issue um because of some bad deal that was made can you shed some light on this so that like none of us have to go read a long expose about it um (laughs) What is the money issue? Was athletics really tied into this, or is it just normal a- athletics deficit spending?
2: No, so athletics is not tied into it. W- was there overspending? Yes, but that's not merely the issue. Right. basically, I think people the biggest thing that people need to realize, and Robin said he should have fought back on this and it's like, well yeah, they're, they're, they didn't lose 240 million dollars um, they they basically miscalculated how much money they have on hand, how much cash they have. So I don't know how it happens, but a mathematical error, <laughs> now they have 140 less available than they thought they did. Um, Robbins, basically, like, if you want to go from an AD perspective, uh, there's a lot of positions that probably don't need to be there. And that probably happens throughout the school. Now, Robbins signed a deal with an online school that He's claiming didn't lose Arizona money, but everyone is saying that's not accurate. Like he's kind of, it, it, it made no sense at the time. Um, it, it it just it it led to more overspending. There's just basically overspending um, throughout. Like Robbins has said that like basically they give huge discounts to to in-state students, for for instance, which sounds awesome, but now all of a sudden they're not making money; they're losing money, and so. It's a situation where they're, they're going to fire people. They have no choice. Uh, it would not surprise me if they cut a sport. I think track and field is probably there because the Big 12 isn't really big on track and field, and you got to kind of get with the times, and it, it makes it more difficult. But basically, like it's going to hit the AD, but it's going to hit other departments, academic. The teachers want him out. The faculty want him out. He's really close to getting a vote of no confidence from the faculty. The governor is involved. They're actually meeting. The Board of Regents is meeting here in a couple hours to hear from Robbins. I, I don't think he's going to get fired today. Who knows? Uh, but um, in order to, to hear the plan and all that, and it's, it's up to him. He, he claims he's going to fix it, but they basically are going to need to redo a lot of stuff. Like he's already said, they're redoing the AD. They're completely restructuring the way the AD functions. They're hiring an outside consulting firm for more money. So they're spending money to save money, um, and they're going to try to to fix the AD and really the whole campus.
1: They should look over a, a you know across the state. Arizona State went with like an outside the box AD hire that seemed to work really well, right? Like get a get an agent and let him be the hire a coach that was the a great football. That, that seemed to work out great. So maybe do maybe so out of the box thinking like that.
2: It wouldn't surprise me. So Erica Barnes is probably the the internal person. And they could hire her and then fold the position that she had and save money that way. So it's like, and, and yeah. I had heard that she had she had no chance, but all of a sudden they're looking at financials and the last like three days, I've heard that she's probably the leader probably because she could save money and, and bring money in. All
0: right. Uh, last one on kind of administrative stuff. Um, which school president should be fired, shot out of a cannon into the sun first, <laughs> Michael Crow or Bobby <laughs> Robbins? <laughs> It's tough because, like, Crow doesn't even know what sports are. Correct. But but that's Bobby Robbins was instrumental in the Big 12 stuff, right? Yes, 100%. So that's a point in his favor. Right. But at the
2: university, Crow's better. (laughs) Right. So it depends what you want. From my perspective, I love Robbins, right? Like, just sports. But from – if I was an academic, I would choose Crow all the time.
0: No, Crow is, like, a perfect – like, he would be a great UCLA chancellor – Because, oh, sports? I'm not familiar with the word. What is that? (laughs) Um, So this would be perfect. Um, Okay, I want to get into how, because if you remember, we did this like a few years ago, just how the programs are kind of situated in the conference. What are expectations? I want to do that now that um, all these programs are going in different directions. So Arizona is headed to the Big 12. For me this feels like a geographical fit in a lot of ways. Like it makes sense uh, in a way that none of the big 10 moves make sense. The ACC moves are fucking crazy, <laughs> but the big 12 moves, like all the programs that are going to the big 12, it makes sense at least. Like it's not stretching the field too much to say, okay, they can be with a lot of Southwestern schools and then, you know, weird bullshit like UCF in West Virginia. Um, but I guess w- w- what, what, from a hierarchy standpoint, where do you see Arizona fitting into this new structure? Um, because in the Pac-12, obviously, it was when Arizona's good, they can compete to be in that top four or whatever. Um, but generally, you know, getting into a bowl game is, you know, good. What, what do you see that being now in a Big 12 that's probably going to have less elite teams, but maybe a lot of pretty good?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why Arizona shouldn't be one of the better teams. Like, and, and it sounds like I'm dissing the Big 12, and I don't know. I, I guess I am. <laughs> first, there's no Washington, you know, there's no Oregon, there's no team that's always going to win or be at the top of that conference, right? Like, it's if you look at the Big 12 next year, it is wide open. No, there's, I don't know who the favorite is. You can make a case it's Arizona, Utah, Kansas State, multiple teams. and And I don't see that changing. Like, it just, that's kind of how that conference is. And um, there's no reason why Arizona shouldn't be able to, to compete. And, you know, the goal before Jetfish was let's just get back in a bowl game. And now all of a sudden fans are thinking differently because you say, okay, you can win at Arizona. And And so now you look at that conference, like I mentioned the schedule, like there's no reason why Arizona shouldn't be competing to win that conference right away with that schedule. And, and you're right. Like it's, it, geographically, it, it makes sense. I mean, going to Central Florida is weird. But <laughs> other than that, like BYU, Utah, you know, a lot of they have the home games. The, the conference did a great job. No team in the entire conference has back-to-back road games unless wow. there's a bye week. It, it, if, if they do, there's a bye week in between. So that's great for Arizona. You don't have to travel on short weeks or anything like that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I actually feel better about Arizona's chances of competing in the Big 12 than I did in the Pac-12.
1: That's funny. That sounds a lot like the Pac-12 where they put, they put a lot of thought into the schedule, you know? they were. <laughs> why would we put, like, a good team at a disadvantage or make people do weird things? Like, yeah. Like, so that's very, obviously. Yeah, give
0: the thing. Bay Area schools and the L.A. schools a bunch of thir- – wh- wh- what year was it where, like, they each had, like, a Thursday or Friday night home game?
1: And yeah. it yeah. was
0: just like, what the,
1: the – Like, nobody's going yeah. to be at
0: that game. What yeah, are we doing? Like,
1: You'd have to leave at <laughs> noon to get to the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl like, <laughs> by Ooh, And, and 6 the Bay Area is
0: even worse at those times. Um, I know.
1: But if you look at the schedule, though, so road trips, uh, Kansas State, which is out of conference, I guess, um, Utah, familiar one, BYU, and UCF, so that's kind of the, the longest uh, road trip. And then home games against Texas Tech, Colorado, West Virginia, so you don't have to go back out there, Houston, and then, of course, uh, Arizona State. So what's what are like the Arizona fans or what have you made of this schedule that just got uh, released this week?
2: They love it, and like with Utah, it's early in the season. You don't have to go play when it's snowing or weird weather. It's it's going to be fine weather. Uh, the UCF game, I guess, is their space game, which is a very big deal. I found out on Twitter So because I, I said like, what's the space game? And before you know it, every UCF fan in America was like, it's. I guess if you look back at their space game, that was when last year they beat Oklahoma State by like oh. 100, you know, Oklahoma State was 15th in the country. And they've outscored opponents like 240 to 70 like on that game. So uh, that is the scariest game on the schedule, uh, I guess. But okay. yeah, it's just like, you look at it, it, it's fans feel good, like nine and three type of deal. Because the home, look at the home games, like Texas Tech is good, but you're facing them in Tucson. Uh, and so like, you're not having to make that trip. And the hardest road trip is besides UCF it's probably Utah. And Arizona fans are, are familiar with Utah, and I think Utah's going to be really good. But, I mean, you, you never know that early in the season. So, you know, I, I think Arizona fans generally feel uh, pretty good about that schedule.
0: Yeah, looking at it, it looks like if um, if the guys are retained that we think are going to be retained through the spring, I mean, that looks like a sweep-at-home schedule. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to like there. I'm interested in this one. So the Big 12, um, they're scheduling – uh, extra conference games that are not conference games. So that's what that at Kansas State one is. So what happened
2: was they had a previous agreement and Arizona couldn't get out of it. They Got tried it. They tried to schedule other teams. No one has open schedules. Um, it just didn't work out. There were a couple of conversations with other schools, but they just couldn't find uh, a common ground. So they're playing it. It's on the schedule, um, but they can't, you know, and I, they have a return matchup also next year that won't be conference, So they'll probably continue to try to get out of that one. Uh, Baylor, Utah is the same thing. Utah couldn't get out of that, so Baylor and Utah are playing a non-conference game.
1: We had a question in the chat from Colt. Uh, tougher trip for Arizona at Kansas State to start Big 12 play at UCF to finish off six straight weeks uh, week of games or at TCU the week before ASU?
2: I think anytime you travel across the country, it's a pain in the butt because, like, even if, like, let's say that UCF game is at like eleven in the morning, right, or something like that. Those are brutal games. Like, yeah. it just, <laughs> I, I hate those games. So, I, I would say UCF.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know for in in the time when Pac-12 play was a real thing, when Pac-12 teams existed, they don't exist anymore. Uh, Stanford did that a couple of times when they were really good and they got washed. There was that one 2015, I think it was, where they traveled to Northwestern, played yeah. a noon noon local game, nine a.m. Yeah. Pacific. Mm, mm, that was not a good northwestern team either um so all right so i guess from like a competitive standpoint going into the big 12 i guess the other question and this is kind of the looming one because when we did this initially like five years ago when we were talking about them in the pac-12 it was all about what's your recruiting base um and those exist sure but the recruiting base is now how much money do you have um and i guess for arizona obviously we've now We now know the name of a booster who is contributing to NIL, which is a a sign that there's money. But uh, what's your read, what's your understanding on how NIL is competitively positioned against the rest of the Big 12?
2: I think it's okay. It'll never be enough. Like, it's just never going to be enough. There's always going to be, like, TCU is always going to spend a lot of money. or um, You know, Arizona is solid, but solid now may not be solid two years from now if there's no regulations and all that. I, I, you know, Arizona had enough money to keep guys, right? The most and, and it had enough money, like Washington, for instance, has from what I understand, double the amount of NIL money that Arizona has. And so they're going to get what they want to get when if it comes down to money. So I think Arizona's job and it, it it's, it's probably not realistic all the time is you got to find guys where it's not necessarily all about money and yeah, you're going to pay them to make them happy. Like Noah Fafita and, and McMillan, they're not about money at all, but at the same time, you got to pay them to show, you know, like, Hey, we respect you and all that. And we, and we value you. So guys like that, I I think will become more important, but they won't be near the bottom, but they're not the top. They're probably in the middle of of the big 12. I don't know the, the biggest spenders, but you know, there's, there's always going to be schools that, that spend more than Arizona and, you know, yeah, they had boosters, and, and Fish, I, I'll credit Fish, he did a great job raising money. I mean, he he was very hands-on. You know, he would call boosters himself, and um, he spent a lot of money, but he raised a lot of money, and uh, Brennan's going to have to be very aggressive in that manner also, or else you never
0: know, one bad season, and, and the boosters kind of go back into hiding.
2: So one follow-up like on, <laughs> follow on the NIL.
0: One follow-up on the NIL. A lot of schools are doing it a little bit differently. Some are – giving everybody a little bit of money or having, like, kind of a base money, then they boost certain guys. What's your sense of what Arizona is doing? Are they paying everybody a little bit, or are they doing mainly targeted at a few key spots, few key positions?
2: So everybody on the roster gets some type of money. Got it. Um, from what I understand, the lowest guy, like, even walk-ons get a certain type of money. But, like, I know of an offensive lineman that was probably the – the first rotational guy that made, like, $1,500 a month, which for NIL isn't great, right? But I know, like, T-Mac and Fafita made significantly more. right? Um, From what I understand, and this has been led by the players, actually, that they're kind of um, redoing the NIL structure to make it more even. Like, Jacob Kageika, for instance, was a defensive lineman who actually (laughs) transferred to ASU. Um, ASU paid him significantly more. Than Arizona was paying him, which A can't happen. And B, it's like, well, why is it even happening? Well, the reason it's happening is because another defensive lineman that the coaches wanted, Tyler Manoa, right, for instance, was making significantly more. But the gap between the player, the quality of player, really wasn't that big. So, from what I understand, they're structuring it We're like, yeah, Noah Fafita will make more money, but we got to make sure that the other guys are a little bit more equal. So, If you're a starting corner, you're making as much money as the other starting corner, as opposed to one guy making significantly more than the other. Like, one of the highest paid guys on the team last year, because of Jed Fish's choosing, was Jaden DeLora. (laughs) Like, the whole season, he was probably top five, I would say.
0: Even when he he wasn't playing. We got to get into that, too. But, um, uh, (laughs) sorry. So, this is totally union wages. Arizona has discovered socialism. I'm sure the fans (laughs) are glad to hear it uh they're pro labor and they're settling on union wages you've got a slot that's what you're getting love it love it
1: five of a kind
0: doing something similar these days
1: five of a kind media said didn't fafita and T Mac request to reroute their money to teammates
2: yeah so there were they they basically said you know we'll take our share whatever but there's guys on this team that we're making nothing and we want to make sure the offensive line for instance did not make as much as they should have and said, look, take care of these guys. And and there's other ways for us to get, because there's like, look, if Noah Fafito wants a local endorsement deal, he can get it very quickly, right? And these guys have a podcast that is very popular and all that, but you know, there are certain offensive linemen that we're just making barely anything for it from an NIL perspective.
1: Right. Um, Well, we probably should let you go, uh, David. you know anything else? I have one more question.
0: I wanted to ask about Jaden. Uh, so Jaden oh. Delora, um, okay. this oh, yeah. is something where I think where I, well, I said this on our last show where I, cause we were talking about the Texas state thing and I feel I messed up with, um, how I was writing about Jaden this year, like when I was tweeting about him and different things. Cause I was all about critiquing the performance on the field. And then I'm like, and this is where I didn't do my due diligence because I'm reading stories about Delora now. And I read basically the account of it. Um, and this is my understanding was. The criminal case is sealed, but then the civil case has basically the plaintiff has her account of what was said in there. And it includes an account that he had texted her saying, basically, I'm sorry for sexually assaulting you. Um, so why did Jed Fish marry himself to this guy? And like, do we think he's going to find a landing spot with all that? Because, I mean, Texas State which is not the school I would have projected protesting uh, anybody coming into school, just said, hell no. Um, So what was Jed Fish doing and why, uh, and and where's this kid going to go?
2: Jed Fish's love for Jade and Delora is probably the biggest thing that nobody in the media could figure out. I mean, we would talk about like, let's say there was a game where Noah threw for 350 yards. We would ask the key to the performance. I still remember this. I don't remember what game it is. And instead of, complimenting noah jeb would be like well jaden was able to calm him down and show him windows and we're like what are you talking?" like jaden didn't do anything <laughs> like what did, it, it was real. it was almost like jaden had something on jet like that's literally that's what it felt like at times because it was it was weird and like i mentioned like high nil money and uh, you know the the legal argument it, it might they they probably looking back at it they probably should have gotten rid of him right yeah The legal argument was that it happened when he was a minor and that it was sealed. And it was a one way, you know, Jaden didn't basically disagree with the civil suit. He kind of just said, I'm going to I'm going to pay it and try to make it disappear. And that's definitely what he thought would happen. Um, And the judge basically said, no, you didn't pay enough money. And so it all got opened up back again. Actually, what happened was the high school didn't settle Had the high school settled. We probably never heard about it. But the high school didn't want to settle. Um, I, I, you know, like you mentioned, if you can't go to Texas State and play football because there's protests and all that, I lean towards his career being over. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't know what school believes that he's worth the risk. And it this sounds really bad. If he was much better, I think a school would live with it, right?
0: And but that's always he, the argument.
2: Yeah, he's just not good enough to. To be able to, and, and his guy that defended him, Stutzman, left Texas State. He's at San Jose State now. Yeah. And there's no way San Jose State is taking Jaden Dolores. So, um, yeah, like, I, I think there's a very good chance his career's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I made the point, like, um, obviously, um, he's, he's settled the criminal case and uh, the civil case has been adjudicated. I don't think he should be in prison for the rest of his life, but should he be celebrated on a football field? No. 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 So, yeah, um, hopefully he moves on and, and uh, finds some penance to do. Well, we
1: had a great time talking with uh, Jason Shear from Wildcat Authority. i got one last thing for you. Five of a Kind Media. Is Jason going to walk-on, going yeah. to the walk-on tryouts for Arizona basketball? I saw his tweet.
2: So, the girls team has so many injuries. They're down, including walk-ons, to seven players. So they wow. just tweeted that they need more walk-on tryouts because they they don't have a team basically.
1: Wow, uh, you have to be a full-time student though. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think you're going to qualify there. They're,
2: they had a walk-on. It's this is how awesome it is. They had a walk-on uh, who joined the, the team a month ago and in the first practice tore her ACL. Oh. So, so I mean they're just they're cursed.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's not so good. Well. What is good is getting to talk to you. It's a lot of fun. If you have you don't follow Jason on Twitter, you're doing it wrong if you have anything to do with Pac-12 football. Um a lot of entertainment, a lot of information. Uh when when this was all breaking like to see what Jason was tweeting was where you needed to be.
0: Must uh, see tweeting. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> hey hey are, is uh there's a small subset of Arizona fans who want Tommy Lloyd fired these days, huh? Oh, there's always, always, really. <laughs> it's amazing. always.
2: if he loses, if he loses this week, oh, I don't. Someone asked me, like, are you making a hot board? It's like, what am I making a hot board for? <laughs> <laughs> and they were completely serious. I was like, what do you No. Know? <laughs> like, oh, Arizona basketball, I, it's one of the things I always talk about. I don't know how Arizona basketball fans are going to react next year because Arizona's going to lose some games in the Big 12. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to lose multiple games in the Big Twelve. So <laughs> the fans better prepare themselves.
0: Yeah. Cause instead of having like one or two games to contend with, like one like obviously you're gonna lose an occasional weird one, but like the Big Twelve's got some teams. Like real <laughs> <some laughs> teams. Yeah. It's gonna be brutal.
1: Crazy. <laughs> uh, All right. Well Jason, thank you so much for uh for joining us here on our little dog and pony show. So thanks for coming on. We were just gonna do over the phone and technical <laughs> problems. We're like, ah eh, we just connected by video. Like yeah, let's just do video. This is Jamaica that's <laughs> more fun but thanks for taking jason. some time Cruel. out this morning
2: thanks guys i appreciate it
1: all right uh, everyone we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and answer some questions thanks to jason hey we're back
0: hey on
1: the podcast of champions uh that was a lot
0: of fun that was a lot of fun love having jason on jason's a lot of fun to talk to
1: it's, I think this is good if we get some deep dives with uh, all the different publishers. Um, you know, people like, we might have to talk to Washington next, uh, Kim Grenolds or, or Fetters or whatever. Uh, but Arizona State would be an interesting one too. Yep. For sure. Uh, who else would you want to talk to next? Who's, who do you think? Is uh,
0: I think we do them in order. So, it, well, we could bounce around the map a little bit because then we get a little taste of every new league. Um, or we can you know do Big Twelve centric first. We could do that, yeah. Then move on to Big Ten, then move on to ACC, and then move on to the remaining Pack Two. Yeah,
1: it's good to get like a, a recap because then we, you keep talking and you forget about like you go all these things that was happening with Jed Fish and the roster and everything. And it's like, oh yeah, and the a- the uh, AD got fired, and oh yeah, there's a tw- two hundred forty million dollar shortfall that, that the athletic department is accountable for some of it but you know i think yeah. that online school that they bought you know they i think they were trying to copy what asu was doing and it just didn't work out uh very well uh, amy says talk to utah yeah we could uh get steve bartle on and we will about, do that we're gonna do it all
0: needs. we're doing it all
1: uh, talk about these yeah but i think getting deep dive into uh each school is probably a good thing to do because we're going to still talk about the Pac-12. Now, I know Shane buried us last week, right? Like, he... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're dead. He he said that we're the show wasn't going to go on. But we had to because his yep. number one... His number one. Like, his number one the in number his top, one in the top, 10, 10. top ten. I was an honorable mention, I think. You were, like, nine, maybe?
0: I don't remember, but I was somewhere in the top ten, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bree the Intern, if you guys remember. Bree uh she well appeared
0: on the show i think i think four years ago
1: yes when she was like i think she might have been a sophomore on the usc track team yeah she's now like well anyway we've heard from brie we were going to try to get her in the studio uh, it didn't work out this time but she left us a voicemail would you like to hear it i haven't listened to it yet let's do it let's listen this is brie shane's number one fan favorite very limited appearance here on the Podcast of Champions, but everyone likes her better than us. Here's Bree.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Bree, the intern. I know you guys have been missing me, so I wanted to do a little quick recap of what I've been doing while I've been gone and basically say hello. So since you last saw me, um, I've accomplished a lot. I was a part of a national championship winning team on the track and field team, obviously, at USC. Um, I made the 400 hurdles top 10 list. I graduated twice. I received my bachelor's in communications, my master's in digital media management, all in five years um since then i i graduated back in may in 2023 so since then i decided to retire from track and field i am now pursuing a career in digital media and i've been living my best life traveling going to concerts hanging out with family and friends um but yes i heard that i was on the top 10 list number one people have obviously i mean impact while i was here and i would like to say i don't mind coming back i would love to join you guys again here and there if i said possibly um but i also would like to address why I left abruptly. Um, I initially started my internship um, with um, Ryan during COVID, and I was told by the head coach that I could be called back any minute, any minute, to start practice again, start practicing, and start um, attending school um, online, but while on campus. So that is what happened. During the time I was with him, I was called back to campus to practice and finish um, my fall training, and I had to abruptly leave. But I like to say, like I said, I loved it here and I would love to come back and join you guys again <laughs> as an intern, because it was a lot of fun. But I didn't want to think I left without saying bye. So yes, bye to you guys all. See you guys soon and love you.
1: Wow, Brie. Uh, <laughs> She's overqualified, to be honest.
0: No, 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 no. That right there is a podcast of champion success story. <laughs> Like, if we had not provided the launch pad for Bree the intern, would she have graduated twice in five years? Would she have won a national championship with the track team? (laughs) Probably not. Would she be pursuing a career in digital media right now? Would she be number one on Shane's list? Yes. Exactly. This is a podcast of (laughs) champion success story. (laughs) That was great. Bree's awesome. That was fantastic.
1: I think she's number one forever now. Like, there's no way. Oh, yeah. No doubt. We'll get her to come in. Um, no, that was awesome. I I texted her yesterday. We kind of planned to do this in the morning. It was going to be tough for her to make it down, but she really wants to come on, and uh come on the show. So uh it was great to hear from her. So yeah, I I didn't realize she got her masters too. So yeah, uh, that's I'm great. Yeah,
0: plug, that, plug this back in. Uh,
1: that was during like COVID and stuff when we uh had her on. But she was so excited like to come in, and uh you know, and come on the show and help out. And then. I remember like you know reading our emails isn't um it can be challenging at times, and uh we had her read emails and stuff, and I thought she did a nice job, so that was cool oh well wow. uh very cool. I don't think we have a lot of questions or
0: anything, huh? I don't think we do uh let's let's poke and look um uh, we have none oh we don't how do we have no questions? We have no questions from any of you absolute cretins out there. Okay, we've got a couple of questions in the chat. People would like to know um, if, um, so Dan Quinn was hired by the Washington Redskins as their head coach. Uh, there had been some chortling, some some rumbling, some smoke. It's the uh,
1: Commanders, by the way. What did I say? Uh, you said Redskins, which is- Whoa, wow,
0: geez. Yes. Wow, I'm gonna have to do penance for that one. Um, the Washington commanders, Commodores, captains. Um so that happened while
1: we were on the show? Did that, that was just happened this morning or something? Happened this morning. Uh, okay.
0: the Washington uh midshipmen, the Washington ensigns, um what's another <laughs> thing? Um whatever. The okay. Washington lieutenant commanders, uh they hired Daniel Quinn. Uh the former I think Falcons head coach. I think uh, yeah. I think he was yeah. Cowboys defensive coordinator. Uh, there had been some rumbling, some smoke, some uh, some chortling that uh, he wanted Chip Kelly to be his offensive coordinator. Um, we will see the proof of that particular pudding, uh, but I think that was a lot of that was uh, around uh, the potential Seattle opening. Okay, uh, so if he got the Seattle job, yeah, we're gonna have to see. Um, Because I don't think anybody knows except for Dan Quinn, Chip Kelly, and maybe uh, their respective loved ones. Um, But I I would think for Chip and his family, it would be a lot easier sell to stay on the West Coast, go to Seattle, something like that, uh, than to go back to the East Coast. But stranger things have happened. Um, It does appear that he may, in the right situation, want to be back in the NFL um, with an offensive coordinator role, potentially. Uh, So we'll see. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. This is all very new. Uh, Quinn, as of yesterday morning, was not even considered a favorite for either of the open jobs. He has now been hired. So um, fun times. We'll see if anything pops.
1: And we've seen, it's usually right now, like there's going to be stability in college football, head coaching wise, at least. You know, when something happens like, Nick Saban retires, there's this huge domino effect. But we just saw Boston College's head coach leave to be a coordinator. And yeah. with the – everything is changing in the world of college football. We've got attorney generals going after the NCAA for the NIL stuff with Tennessee, and Virginia, all that. Like, there's a lot going on. And I think you're hearing from head coaches – and we make jokes, but like Chip Kelly might be in this group where – it's becoming less about coaching, even less about recruiting. It's more it's like a business. You're talking about portal recruiting your, you know, trying to retain your own guys, raising money so you can pay the players. It seems to be there's a lot of the, the reasons the coaches are in it, they're not doing as much of it because of all the uh, the changing landscape of college football.
0: Yeah, there's a huge and I don't even think it's like the fact that it's changing to more of a business thing. It's that it's constant you know, the NFL, there's a there's a free agency window. Yeah. Uh, and it's open from X to X, and that's it. You don't have to constantly like just re-recruit your own players. I think it's the fact that there's absolutely no contracts, there's very limited structure to any of it. Um that makes it much, much harder um on the people trying to put together a team. Um I don't even have before, a whole, I don't before. have sympathy for them. Uh, yeah, but there's also a limited number of positions at the NFL level. So some of these guys are just going to be stuck with it. Um, But there needs to be more structure. Like there has to be, because it is, um, I think it's wearing, I think it's wearing everyone down. Um, And, you know, it would be nice if everything was, oh yeah, you can work over here and then work over there. But like, I don't know. It's the, 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 the system that's being created, I think is wearing down a lot of the people who, um would otherwise be you know full-time college lifers um and it is leading to some of these weird situations where uh sitting head coaches are moving on to um go be coordinators at a different level just to get away from it
1: yeah the bc coach went to the packers um but that so even a year ago when we would talk to coaches and they're like you know one of the advantages of the transfer portal is you get that freshman that was highly recruited and didn't like his destination like say UCLA was recruiting some guy and they lost him to Florida well he wants to come back home then you'd get him he'd get him to transfer after his freshman year maybe richard maybe he played some you get him 3 or 4 more years and the the coaches would say The good thing is he already transferred. So now we got him. We don't have to worry. Well, that's out the window too. So like he transferred once, he could transfer again now too. So it's, the game is constantly changing. And even when you find like a little bit of comfort, like, oh, we get that guy to transfer. and Now we don't have to worry about him. Well, you got to worry about him now. So it's, it's just changing a lot. And I think it's, it's wearing some of these coaches thin. And like I said, I don't have sympathy. They're making a lot of money, but you're going to see. A guy that says, I'd rather be a defensive coordinator in the NFL than a college head coach, which is not something we've seen a lot of, like by choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just um, the simple reality of being a college coach. What you have to remember with coaches is a lot of them, um, at the NFL level, you do get like vacation time. Like you do have like a real off season where you can just kind of go hit the beach, hang out for like, I think it's like a couple of months basically where they've got time. Yeah, Uh, college, it was always harder. Like the mistaken belief was that um, NFL coaching was harder and it might be more pressurized. Like if you don't win, you will be fired. Uh, But college has always been a harder job. You have to recruit all season, all off season. You don't really get great time off. I know a lot of coaches will do it sometime in like June or July, but it's hard. Like it is hard to find time to take vacation. And now with with what's going on with Transfer Portal, with what's going on with NIL, they have to spend even more time doing fundraising. Like um, Jason just talked about, uh, Jed Fish had to do a ton of fundraising. Brent Brennan, if he wants to succeed there, has to do a ton of fundraising. It's a hard, hard job. Um, they get paid very well for it, but it is like, you know how like when you get older in your career, you stop doing so much work? Like you get paid more and you're doing less and less as you get older. Like earmuffs, but that's all true, right? Like when you start rising up past middle management, all you're doing is checking other people's work. You're not doing shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, you get paid more as you do less. Not in coaching. Uh, a head coach's job is getting more and more and more uh, stuff on it. So when they're getting paid five, six million dollars a year to, they're working. You know, if you're doing that right, and if you're winning at the level you need to, uh, if you're doing everything right, you're working like constant, constant 60, 70-hour weeks. And it that just wears. It wears and it wears yeah. and it wears. And uh, I totally get why guys who have another opportunity to make, you know, uh, comp- comparable money. Like, there's there's certain uh, coordinators in the NFL level who are making like 4 or $5 million a year now. I think Quinn was making $5 million at with the Cowboys. So, if uh, if you can go get, like, say, Halfley's going to Green Bay and getting $2 million a year or whatever it is, what was he making at BC? Can't be a whole lot more than that. Yeah. Um, and he's got a lot less to do. Just got a coordinator defense. Okay. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. Um, we had, uh, no, we didn't have any questions. We had a comment from Amy. I guess it's a question. Any iTunes reviews? Any Apple podcasting reviews? Which is, we didn't do that. No, at the top no, Top of the no show. New ones no new ones no new ones okay well shame on all of you yeah you're all um we're bringing you guests like jason Shear,
0: and you guys just spit in our faces
1: did he uh fight with anyone on twitter while we were recording or no There was not uh
0: no 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 he he stayed locked in he stayed focused on us
1: he hasn't Uh, been mad at us at all right are we good
0: no no he hasn't been uh there was a time When I think it was last year, maybe the year before where I was, uh, I could see the UCLA,
1: Arizona basketball. Yeah. I
0: was doing a little basketball shit talking (laughs) and he, he didn't respond to me, uh, but he actually defended me to some Arizona fans who had taken issue with uh, something I'd said. Oh, uh, okay. It's like, Oh, Dave's good people. He's just joking around. Yeah. Uh, So I respect that. That's Um, good. Because I am good people and I am just joking around. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You sound better than you were telling me you sound.
0: I got some of the throat juice out of my throat. I'm okay. sick, people. Yeah, uh, that's why he's. So that kind of put a little wrench in our dealy. That's why uh, I was. That's why I only arrived at nine fifteen. I got into the house at nine ten, but I spent about uh, four minutes doing some throat maintenance.
1: Nice. Um, all right. Well, that was good stuff. Uh, throat
0: is not a good word, by the way. Throat's a bad it's, word. It's, it's like moist. Like throat is just not something you want to be saying. Yeah. I cleared some things out of my throat. Oh,
1: West Texas Mike wants to know if uh if they're on probation and it's is next week's show canceled for your indifference. Yeah, we need at least 3 iTunes reviews. Yeah, or, 3
0: iTunes reviews are uh required at minimum uh for us to continue with this show.
1: Yeah. And we need super chats like right now.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that needs to happen. Um and frankly, I don't. I don't think any of you are capable.
1: It's a rainy Sad. wherever. I don't know wherever you guys are, dude. It was
0: so flooded driving around LA this like morning. Southern California is crazy. I'm like I wearing long, my, my, my sleeve two four seven shirt. You know. Yeah, it was. It was flooded. The freeway was flooded. The side streets were flooded. This is way heavier rain than what we experienced during the quote hurricane, uh, right? A couple months ago. Six. Uh, it was bad out in the desert,
1: like. I know there's places that were bad, but for here, like yeah, this seems a lot worse. So
0: yeah, well, I think we got like an inch and a half in about an eight eight hour period. Here, well, right
1: now, kind of nutty, um, but good mm-hmm. stuff. So I think we do have to go back. Maybe like next week we'll get if we get like uh, Bardalon or Cartman or somebody or Munster Tiger. We'll maybe we'll do the Big Twelve guys first, but we do have to go back and look at our uh, picks for the season and see how we did. Um, and, uh, what else do we, anything else we need to kind of recap? I don't think so. I think that was probably about it. We, if you need to know who won the picks contest for this season, that was me, the final ever in the PAC 12, an epic comeback, crazy comeback. It would have been like if the PAC 12 got a, an ESPN deal at the last minute and kept everybody together. That's how epic of a comeback it was.
0: It was impressive.
1: Uh, Amy says that she's impressed that your treadmill isn't holding laundry. No. It's very What's dusty it though, right? No. Do you use it? Yes. You use it?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. What, you think I just have it there as a prop? What do that's you think a, this is?
1: Like Amy said to hold laundry, you know?
0: Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Oh, look, we got a,
1: uh, we got two West Texas mics.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Nice, buddy. Uh, he loves the Jason Shearer conversation and the Brie update. So he spelled it like that's cheese, but it's, uh, no, it's B-R-E-E. You can do if you it's want. It's tough
0: to know. It's tough to know.
1: No, it's tough to know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's Brie the Cheese Larson, who's, uh, who's an actress.
1: That's true. I yeah. do like Brie the Cheese, though. Are you a, a soft cheese guy?
0: As opposed to what?
1: Well, I mean, like you could cheese? get like, yeah, like you could have- uh, I want like to you know, if make acu like something
0: something you take a little knife and you spread it on something like that sort of cheese
1: no brie is like a creamy so like if you have a charcuterie yeah, you can board spread it on something yeah you can um, like a charcuterie board are you getting like that hard piece of cheddar and put it so on my your cracker.
0: preference my preference is a hard a hard cheese okay now soft cheese can be fine I find that they're smellier I find they've got a little bit more pungent C to them yeah uh, so I don't I don't love them uh but yeah I mean, when you're getting a charcuterie board, you, you want a little bit of everything. You want you a variety variety of crackers, variety of meats, all of your Italian meats, um, thinly sliced. You want. I all. do like
1: little meats on there. Yeah. Uh, and the then fig- some of those
0: weird little pickles, like those tiny little I'm not a uh, pickle guy. Pickles. Yeah, I don't like those. You're uh, not a pickle guy.
1: Nah. I like cucumbers, but I don't like pickles. I'm not like a vinegary person, so like having things like pickles. pickled. Yeah. You don't like them not. pickled? no not too much uh i like the fig spread on the so cross promotion trader joe's my usc podcast sponsor the fig spread you get from that you put a little that on the brie and the cracker maybe a slice of salami or something it's pretty damn good fig spread yeah uh all right well we got a little off-season top we didn't do a lot of off-season stuff because we had an actual guest and talk like football and stuff the whole time that is true and budgets and robin roberts and
0: Robin Roberts, Robert Roberts, (laughs) Robin Roberts.
1: Brent Brennan and not having enough money for an AD. Like we're going to fire this guy who did a fine job. We can't really replace him though. So it's just, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up. Um, That right there is David, David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham and thanks to our guest uh, Jason Shear who uh, came on and a lot yeah, of time with you.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. That was uh, very cool. We get, we get similar contributions from everyone going forward. We're counting on you, Chris yeah. or Steve or whoever's next.
1: Right. Don't suck. Come in and bring it uh, bring like sheer did. Noise. That was good.
0: Bring the thunder.
1: Yes. So we're still alive, Shade. Sorry, but we did bring Brie on. So hopefully that gives us a, a little reprieve. and We can get a little more time before you kill us again. Uh, we want to hear from the Zodiac Killer, speaking of killing. Um, maybe he'll be out there somewhere giving some uh, contributions to the podcast of champions but we'll keep it going Um, we're counting down we got like five months until like the conference is officially officially dead and then uh, but football wise it's dead so we're just going to kind of go forward as the former Pac-12 football squads I need to
0: trim this part of my beard yeah it's a little it's a little like it, it's grown a little ungainly on this side but on this side it's fine
1: nice I good well, hopefully like you can it's, use... it's
0: got it's got some depth and thickness here that it doesn't have here
1: maybe you could start the next show we'll just have you on camera you can use it as a mirror and you can like sh- you know trim your yeah. beard it's during the good show idea. yeah good idea. that's the kind of you know, content we bring watch mm-hmm. dave trim his beard while we talk about
0: well, I was realizing when we were doing the show that it looks like I have no neck and it's because of all this, like uh-huh. all this hair right here. So we need to get rid of that hair. So get, get rid see of So can my it. neck. All right. My graceful, well, swan-like neck. <laughs> I want to show neck, people.
1: It's like, I want to show neck. It's like the, it's like 20s porn. Like, I'm going to show a little ankle. You know, I want here's to like...
0: show, I want to show neck. I want to show throat. <laughs>
1: That, you don't like the word but you're going to show some i'm going to show some throat all right well we should uh, mercifully end this thank you everyone if you were listening on the podcast or watching on our youtube channel keep subscribing to it like the feed um super chats are cool but you know like it share it with your friends people that used to like the pac 12 they might like this podcast so we appreciate you all thanks to jason thanks to david thanks to brie i am ryan hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time
0: bye